Hello, my name is Stan Higginson, Team Vicar in the Town Centre Hub. Today is Monday the 22nd of March and today's reading is from John's Gospel, Chapter 8. When Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, at dawn he appeared again in the temple courts where all the people gathered around him and he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were asking this question as a trap in order to have a bias for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any of one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this those who heard him began to go away one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go and leave your life of sin. This has always been one of my favourite stories from the Gospels. Perhaps because it's a story which overcomes injustice and prejudice through humanity and wisdom. As I read this passage again, I was taken back over 40 years to Bethlehem the town which became my home for a never-forgotten summer, a visit to the Holy Land which changed the way I thought, the way I did things, and that altered my personal and professional life forever. But that's another story. This was a time when I really experienced, faced and lived with prejudice and witnessed injustice in many different guises, for perhaps really the first time in my life. I had gone to Israel with, an, with a Quaker organisation to paint a small building that had once been a Cheshire home, but was now known as the sign outside it proclaimed, the Arab home for physically handicapped women and girls. Steve, another volunteer and I were to paint a couple of rooms during our summer stay. In the event we painted the whole place, except for the kitchen. This white, flat-roofed building became our home for that hot summer. Our bedroom was the schoolroom. We got to know the girls and women ranging from three upwards who had remained living in the house. Others had gone home for the summer vacation. There was the housekeeper, Cook Shaha, whom we communicated with through hand signals, smiles and a lot of laughter. The teacher... And I can't remember her name, but I do have a photograph of her standing on the steps of the building with some of the children. Edmund, the doctor, who set up the home and whom I regard as one of the most remarkable people I have ever met. And also some of the women and girls and the day patients who attended Edmund's morning clinics. Steve and I had caused a great deal of consternation and debate in Bethlehem as we were to be two young men living in the same house as women and girls. 
unheard of, but it was agreed to by committee. And so I came for a short while to make this house in this world-famous hillside town, lying in occupied territory, my home. Steve and I became fond of the girls and women, and one day we asked them if they would like to come out with us to a cafe we'd found in the village. So one afternoon, with two women, or three, I can't really remember, linked between us, a girl on each arm, a child on my shoulders and one on Steve's back, we headed very slowly up the hill street to the cafe in Bethlehem. There was a lot of laughing and a lot of stopping, but we made it. I remember that we all had a drink, after which we had an ice cream. We then enjoyed the afternoon. There was laughter and smiles, and of course both transcend language barriers like nothing else. A week or so later we repeated the journey. However, this was to be a very different experience. When we reached the cafe, we were refused entry. We were not even allowed to sit outside. I think it was a combination of us being with women, and not only that, but that these women were disabled. Steve and I bought ice creams and took them out to our friends. We ate them as they melted in the afternoon heat, leaning on a wall, but they didn't taste as they should have. There were to be other incidents of prejudice in different ways and situations that I have never forgotten and never will, though those too were other stories. When I reread John's Gospel story, I could see Jesus looking up into the face of this condemned woman, perhaps as he wiped the dust from his fingers, knowing that they were not alone, for the blood-baying crowd, in their shame, had actually now walked away, and so they were alone. And in the sudden silence of calm, perhaps she managed to keep her gaze on his face, knowing that she stood in the presence of someone special, but not realising that she was looking into the eyes of God. Eyes that did not condemn, words that did not condemn. All Jesus told her to do was to go and change her life. The woman had learned what it was like to stand alone. She had felt the hurt and fear of knowing that everyone was against her. Everyone, except for this one man. Prejudice is a terrible thing. In Israel, all those years ago, I witnessed it firsthand, in different places and in different people. For me, Christianity is so powerful because at its heart, its very heartbeat, is compassion and forgiveness. And most of all, the love for all people that Jesus Christ embodies in what he says and in all that he does. It was through listening and loving that Jesus brought new life and new meaning to so many lives. And as this unnamed woman in this gospel story walks away from Jesus, you sense that she will never be the same again, all because of one man's compassion, forgiveness and love. New life and meaning come through the ability to listen and to love one another. And wherever and whenever this happens, 
prejudice and injustice are overcome. Just as Jesus overcame it all those years ago through his humanity and wisdom. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Whatever you're doing today, have a good day.